on this episode of The Jason Wright Show. And growing up here uh, was just something that, you know, we had opportunities that a lot of people just didn't have. Uh, I've still got cousins to this day that are in Cape Town, Johannesburg, uh, in Zimbabwe, and, and have not had the kind of life that me and my little brother have been afforded the opportunity. So I think we always had something in both of us that uh, just made us appreciate that from a very, very young age. All right, Craig Lewin, how are you, my brother? I'm good. How are you, Jason? I'm doing well. I got to say, I'm a little envious of you. I think I told you this the first time we ever spoke that uh, you actually are able to make a living at one of my greatest passions, which is health and fitness. And and I love to geek out on new equipment. And I was actually going through your website today looking, and I, I need a new Aerodyne bike. Yeah. And so I saw the TKO model that you have that looks pretty sweet. So I want to get into some of the actual products that you guys are moving, but more than anything, what I was excited about when I learned of you through Ed Crawford was a little bit about your personal story and what health and wellness has meant to you personally. Yeah. Um, so while I love to talk to Texas-based entrepreneurs, uh, especially, I mean, you kind of, you're covering a lot of bases here, man, as far as my passions, we're talking Texas, we're talking business, we're talking entrepreneurship, we're talking health and wellness and fitness. So we got a lot of things that I'd like to dive into, but the first thing I would like to do is just kind of tell this audience the, uh, the story and the journey of your, of your life, which is from all the way from South Africa to the Metroplex. And then you've spent a great portion, if not nearly all, it sounds like of your working life in the space that you're currently in. So, just kind of give a little bit of a background on how you arrived uh, in Texas and kind of doing what you're doing. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I, I really do. I, I know it sounds, um, I know it sounds very cliche, but I, you know, I talk to mom and dad all the time, and uh, very regularly I thank them for bringing me and my little brother here. Uh, when I came here, I was seven years old, and that was 1984. And we were from Rhodesia, Southern Africa, which is now Zimbabwe. And mom and dad left that country because things weren't good and moved to Dallas. And we were very fortunate to have, at one point, 35 people who were able to immigrate to the United States. And growing up here uh, was just something that, you know, we had opportunities that a lot of people just didn't have. Uh, I've still got cousins to this day that are in Cape Town, Johannesburg. Uh, in Zimbabwe and and have not had the kind of life that me and my little brother have been afforded the opportunity. So I think we always had something in both of us that uh, just made us appreciate that from a very, very young age. Uh, when I was 15 years old, my my aunt called me and said, hey, I'm going to college. And um, there's this really cool job at this bike store called Wheels in Motion. This is the largest bike store in the country in Richardson, Texas. And she said, you should come cashier up there. Well, needless did I know that that would end up turning into my career for the last 28, 29 years. Pretty, pretty crazy. I would say so. And so let's talk. And so I remember, so when I was growing up, I grew up in Sulphur Springs, which is probably sort of right about 80 miles up I-30 from yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. 
back in the day, you had uh, Sun and Ski Sports. That was yeah. kind of, the, I remember going in there and gawking at all the, and Oshman's. Oshman's yeah. was around. Remember Oshman's? Yep, yep. And so tell me a little bit about how that space has changed through the years. And then, and you correct me if I'm wrong. And I know, and, and like it's, I'm kind of your perfect customer, although I don't buy a lot of big equipment. I, I mean, I am an at home fitness guy. I have, yeah. Man, I don't think I've been in a gym, Craig, in at least 12 years. You know, uh, I, I keep it pretty, pretty basic, but I do have a Peloton bike and I know you guys do the echelon, you are an yeah. echelon dealer. I want to learn about that just frankly, just to kind of understand the difference in that. Sure. Um, but I'm kind of your target market, but kind of talk about how the business has evolved over your two decades plus in the business and kind of where you see things going right now. And I got to believe that the era of COVID has really, you're one of those few businesses I would think that actually benefited from kind of everybody kind of locking down and hunkering down. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, we've had a, a massive, massive change. You know, when I was a kid uh, selling bikes, you know, uh, there was no internet, right? There was no ways to, you know, check, well, what's this price? What's that? You know, people came in and I showed them, you know, magazines. We had a fitness department and I would pull up Runner's World and say, look, this is the best treadmill to get. And based on that, that was it, right? So they had to really trust what it was that we said. So obviously that landscape changed tremendously having the internet side of the business. Uh, you know, we've got currently 23 retail stores that are across Texas, and I'll tell you, you know, having uh, the landscape be able to be sort of stretched out over that amount of area and try to cover everything, um, it's, it, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, right? And you need the internet sales on top of the brick and mortar experience. The amount of internet business that we do always shocks me. And when you talk about, you know, what has really changed over the last, you know, several years, couple of, you know, decade, decade and a half, it's definitely the internet. Uh, when I look and see that people, you know, get online and order these gyms and these treadmills, um, our website, uh, the, you, you saw myfitnessstore.com, people get on there and, you know, we just get these orders coming through that are, you know, for a $3,000 gym, a $4,000 treadmill. And, you know, I'm such a get on it, touch it, feel it, um, type of guy that it blows me away that people get online and just buy these things. Right. But, yeah. but they do. And for me, you know, I'm just trying to figure out a way to help as many people as we possibly can. Right. And, and that just doesn't mean buying from us. I mean, whether you're buying a piece of equipment from us, whether you're, you know, and you're right, the home space has changed a lot. Right. But whether you're doing outdoor boot camps. Uh, whether you found your way back into a gym, the truth is I don't care. I, you know, yes, I love the business. Yes, we've got to all pay our bills. Um, but I just want to be able to impact and have all of us that work in the company impact people's lives in a way that, man, they are all exercising. Even if it's you, Jason, and you figured out a way to grab your kettlebells in your garage and do a workout with something very small, you know, you're still working out. You're still getting those endorphins pumping. And, and that. That, that is my goal overall, to try to reach as many people as we can. So that, and I want to let that, that's a perfect segue into kind of like some of the, the, some of your personal journey with health and wellness and what it's meant to you because, and I want to get into that because that's what it is for me. Like there is a vanity aspect to training and exercise. I want to look good. You know, I'm 47. Yeah. I would like to at least look 46 as long as I can. Uh, you know? Yeah. You look, but, look good. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I've got a lot of lights yeah. on me right now. 
but the, the the main thing for me though is and i tell anyone who will listen to me is my training is my mental therapy it really is it is my uh, and, and this is not to, I, I never go into, you know, I'm not going to go Tom Cruise mode and say that there's no need for psychology or, or any sort of medication. Sure. I know for, for personally, for me, understanding that those neurochemical cocktails that we can actually mix through training, exercise, breath work, mindfulness, those sorts of things, that is the sort of thing that I have really, really come to appreciate. And I know that you've had some of a, you've had a journey with that. So it, please share as much with this audience as you're willing to about your journey through some of the things that you've dealt with and what fitness has meant to you. And the reason being, I get emails and letters and it's actually opened up a whole coaching business for me from people that listen to this show and they hear guests and go, you know, I, I've got this struggle. I've got this challenge. Yeah but I have no clue where to start with health and wellness and fitness. You talk about mindfulness and breath work, and you mentioned names like Wim Hof and, you know, Stephen Kotler talking about flow and Dawson church and meditation. And they're like, I don't even know where to begin. Will you please help me get started? So just kind of give that person that's, that's going to be on the other end of this conversation, some hope and just kind of a little bit of what your journey looked like through that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, you know, growing up, uh, suffered from panic attacks. Um, uh, it, it was something that occurred, uh, the first time ever when I was 21 years old. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very open. I'm a very open book. I'm happy to talk about my experiences because I'm talking about it. It's always helped me, but I'll tell you that, um, a panic attack is no joke, uh, for anybody who has ever experienced it, they will tell you there is literally nothing worse on this earth than suffering from a full out panic attack. You think you're having a heart attack. You think you're dying. You can't breathe. You don't understand why. And all of this is happening while you're just sitting there. It's not happening because you climb Mount Everest. It's not happening because you're on a roller coaster. It's not happening because you're about to go bungee jumping. It's happening because of a chemical imbalance that's going on in your brain. It's releasing adrenaline into your body at a time that it's not supposed to be doing it. And those feelings are very, very, very scary. And when I first had that panic attack and I called my dad and I said, I don't know what's going on. He knew exactly what I was going on because unfortunately he had dealt with it. And so had my little brother, uh, which I had really no understanding of until that point. And I spent many years after that trying to figure out how do I overcome this? Because when I say it's no joke, um, there was definitely a point in my life and everybody I'll tell you always saw me as man, Craig is just this outgoing. He, he can go into a crowd of a thousand people, doesn't bother him. He goes on good morning, Texas and does his channel eight stuff on TV. Doesn't bother him. I mean, that guy just has it going on what they didn't realize. And people who've suffered from this will, what was going on inside here, inside my head was a totally different story. Um, the truth is during that time in my life, which was a good 10 years, I was more excited about getting home and getting to bed and going to sleep because I knew that at least when I fell asleep, I wasn't suffering. At least when I fell asleep, I didn't get those feelings of, man, what if I get in the car and have a panic attack? What if I'm driving my kid? We had little kids at that time. What if I have you know, my son and I'm driving and I have a panic attack on the highway? How do I turn to my five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old and say, 
I can't breathe. I'm having, you know, they don't understand any of those things. And that fear um, was incredibly uh, debilitating for me. And so what did, so when did you start trying to figure out how to take control of it? Did it start with medications? Did it automatically start with like the long walks? How did you start to yeah. kind of remedy? And, and real quick, uh, what does it feel like? Is it like just, just like you said, shortness of breath? And I, I think I can kind of get a concept. Would you pass out or anything or just like yeah. kind of manic? What kind of, how did it manifest? What's interesting about anxiety, and I, and I've really learned, you know, obviously so much about it, having gone through it, and having uh, taken several courses, and, and having taken um, different medications. I mean, I've learned so much, and um, I'll tell you, um, an anxiety attack is definitely like a flight or fight uh, feeling. It's, it's no different than if a bear just came up on you. You know, you instantly get that feeling where your chest gets tight, your heart rate goes literally from 65 to 145 instantly and you get that adrenaline pumping and so it, it's a normal feeling if you're exercising because you're supposed to feel that way right but when you're not exercising what happens is when you start to feel like that you instantly get that sensation in your head of i can't catch my breath i'm not going to be able to catch my breath and you have such a lack of oxygen getting to your brain when you're going through that, almost like hyperventilating, that all the symptoms of uh, major sensitization in your fingertips, they start to tingle. Your toes start to tingle. Uh, you feel that in your body. Your breath gets very, very shallow. And you literally feel like I'm a second away from passing out. Wow. Wow. What's interesting about it is people who suffer from panic attacks will never pass out. In fact, people who have panic disorders don't pass out. You pass out because your blood pressure gets too low. You don't pass out as your blood pressure is increasing or as your heart rate is increasing. Okay. So I've learned so much, you know, even learning that one thing like that, that statistically nobody has ever passed out from a panic attack purely a panic attack. Nobody's ever passed out from that. Just learning that mentally for me was a huge thing. Uh, reading, and I wish I could remember where I read it, but reading uh, with one of my therapists uh, in a medical journal, the fact that our heart rate in this medical journal, it was said our heart rate could beat at over 200 beats per minute for 14 days straight before it actually did any damage to your heart. I remember reading that at 29 years old and going, wow, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. When I'm having that panic attack, my heart rate's going to, I'm, I'm going to be good here. You know, learning those type of real facts and data allowed me to get through those times that when I was having a panic, I'd say, Hey, Hey, this sucks. This is a panic attack. It feels horrible, but you know what? My body can handle it. I, I'm, I'm going to get through this. And so that was the start of the therapy side of it. Um, uh, medication. I, I took sertraline, uh, uh, which is um, like a Zoloft. Basically, it's a Zoloft, right? So I took that for for several years to try to to get through it, and uh, I felt like it helped. But you know, I'll tell you the the biggest thing that helped, and and I really probably looking back didn't need the Zoloft. Um, the biggest thing that helped me was was exercise. Yeah. Um, it was, and and I kind of feel like you know this business that I got into when I was, when I was a kid and, um, and, and ended up running and owning, um, as I grew up, I think, uh, it's, <laughs> it was very fortuitous. It, it's something that 
you know, you go, wow, amazing that the one thing, which is exercise, which is what completely rid me of my anxiety and of my panic attacks is the business that I am devoted to and entrenched in on a daily basis and have been since I was 15 years old and now 44. It's, um, I think it was put there for me on purpose and, and everybody tries to think about how can I improve the world that we're in, right? We always think that you go to Starbucks and you try to make that person there be happier and, and feel better. And I mean, we have so much power to help everybody we're around. And if everybody continued to do that and feel that way, I mean, you know, the, the world around us just becomes incredible. And so I know I've been put in this place for sure with the stores and with the internet and with all the things we do, the commercial applications where we put gyms in hotels and apartments. I mean, we're able to help a ton of people and that, that makes me feel good. It really does. I mean, I, I want to help as many people as I can because there's no question, Jason, the, the working out, it, it changed everything for me. And now that's just a part of my daily routine, just like brushing my teeth. Wow. So much there, man. And we are definitely kindred spirits. You know, I, the, the uh, motto of this show is to improve all ways in all ways. And for the, for the listeners from way back, they know that my whole mantra for what started as the Vitruvian project that then led to this show was that exactly what you said. I am a firm believer that if we can be the absolute best version of ourselves, then the fruit of that will spill over and help our fellow man. And part of that for me, like that's why I am so focused now on this podcast on writing and doing the health and wellness things because it does bring me such joy and it makes me a better person to be around it and i love to and and hopefully you know if i like i i'm one of my most popular posts here recently i was in boulder colorado taking care of my daughter and i took a snow bath and i filmed it I'm like i'm sure like a crazy person outside this inn where we were staying wiping myself down with snow with no shirt on and shorts and six degree <laughs> weather and i'm like i'm hoping awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping I bring some laughter to some folks, but also I love when they go, okay, now seriously, why are you doing that? And then you get to discuss the, the endorphin rush and, and just the, the, yeah. uh, the, uh, the benefits of thermogenesis. So where did the fitness journey start? Did you start taking walks? Did you start doing some cardio, some lifting and kind of, and, and tell this audience some of the things that you're like, man, you know, I really started doing some fitness stuff, but this is the thing that really just kind of, helped me what what did that process look like well you know i had um i, I had a trainer um and, and this really helped me tremendously um you know we we all count on certain people to come into your life and i think again i was i was gifted with somebody who uh, i shared my experience with i shared uh with this particular person that i suffered from anxiety what was interesting about my anxiety is that it was all surrounded around my heart rate. So I would be the guy constantly checking my pulse, right? I would be the guy uh, driving down the highway. And I know this is going to sound crazy to you, Jason, but I was the guy for many years paying attention while you're paying attention to how fast you're going. And, um, you know, all the scenery, I'm paying attention to where all the H's uh, on the highway. So I know where hospitals are for exits, right? Things like that, that wow. just subconsciously. I started paying attention to and i and shared that and craig, and craig was the heart rate check because that was kind of like when it got to a certain point did you like would if you took your heart rate and it like got yeah. 61 70 like oh my god here comes an attack and so you were yeah. in, were you in anticipatory fear of that that's, attack that's, is that what you were doing 
anticipatory anxiety is what I dealt with all the time. The, the what if, right? If I've got to go do this, but what if I have that panic attack on the other side of town, I'm an hour away from home. How do I handle that? Right. Because home became like a, uh, which unfortunately is a common thing for people that deal with anxiety. They have their safety zones that get created. And it was like, well, as long as I was in my house, I never had any anxiety issues. Right. So you got to be really careful with that. And you have to push through the, the, the thing with me is that um, I always pushed through the situation. And, and that is something that I stress to everybody who's dealing with anxiety, as horrible as it might feel, pushing through that situation makes a huge difference anxiety wise versus reclusing from it, pulling back and saying, okay, you know what, I'll do this tomorrow instead of today. No, yeah, you might have a panic attack. It might suck, but you better push through it because the flip side to that of not pushing through that is far worse. And, and as I was able to share that type of thing and that story with this personal trainer, I, I said to them, look, you know, I can't just go in the gym and hit it hard because this is what occurs. My heart rate goes up and then I'm worried about having a panic attack. And uh, I was able to walk through that with them and have them really understand what I'm dealing with. And to be honest, there was a little hard uh, or a lot of hard love there uh, from this person. A lot of, you know what? You're going to get through this. We're going to do it. And hey, maybe you do pass out, but I don't care. Once you wake up again, I'm going to drag you back, you know, onto the workout. And we're going to keep going. Maybe it makes you sick. Maybe you want to throw up, but okay, throw up and then come back and keep working out. And, and this person was able to build up with me and, and, uh, and get to a point where all of a sudden I went, wow, that I just worked out and I, it felt great. And then that turned into another workout that felt great. And then I was working out with no anxiety anymore and then starting to feel those endorphins. And what was interesting is I weigh 175 pounds. I'm six one. Um, up until I was 31 years old, I weighed 130 pounds. Oh gosh, man. Wow. I was skin and bones by 33. I was 139. And only then did I start putting on weight when I got my anxiety under control because that adrenaline makes you not want to eat properly. You don't take enough calories and you're always burning fuel. And that's why it's also so important to get that anxiety under control because it really does have such an effect. Now, some people would come up to me and say things like, Oh, I would kill to have your problem. You're always thin. You can eat whatever you want, but, um, but, but it wasn't healthy and it was something that uh, I needed to get through. So that was the other benefit of, getting that anxiety under control, let my body start to function the way it was supposed to. And I was able to put 30 pounds of muscle on. So muscle strengthening was definitely the key for me. Um, it, you know, I know a lot of people like to get out there and run uh, or walk, as you said, um, and get that high from that. Um, but muscle strengthening was a big, big deal because it, it transformed my body, being able to actually put muscle on my body, um, craving that, you know, tight feeling, right. When you're working out, I love that. And so that was a, a huge part of the journey. Uh, and in, in that first year, I, I, I put on 20 pounds in that first year of, uh, of exercising. Well, and you know, one of the things that I've learned here recently, I've always, I had gotten away from a lot of strength training until guys like David Sinclair and Peter Atia, all these kind of longevity experts, if you will, they started talking about the, and, and, well, and Dr. Michael Eads, who's been on the show, wrote the book, Protein Power. And he, yeah. um, he, he said, look, for longevity, you got to have strong bone density and actual resistance training and muscular strength. They'll all tell you, if you're going to do something, get stronger. You know, I guess it was, uh, 
uh, Pavel Satsulin. You know, that's the advice he gives. Get stronger. Just yep. get stronger. And and that doesn't mean you just completely neglect your cardio or whatever. But I got into this um, this habit there for a while. It's like, ah, I'm just going to do all cardio. And that will just kind of make you all gaunt and drawn. Uh, yep. The strength training is so important. Now, one of the things I want to ask you, and uh, whenever you started this process, and let me let me kind of back up a little bit and tell you where I'm coming from. So I have a daughter who, when she was 17 years old, which was four years ago, February 7th, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Terrible, horrible, kind of like with you. Hate that you had the anxiety. Hate that she has the type 1 diabetes. But one of the, if you're looking for a silver lining, for Abby, one of the benefits is that she is now more in tune with her body and in particular her glucose levels than she ever would have been otherwise. Okay, so yep. she's looking at her blood more than than any average person would. So in some sense, that has been a positive. In your case, hate that you had to go through the struggles with the panic attacks and the anxiety. However, I've got to believe that you have now learned to manage those neurochemicals and the behaviors that can lead to kind of that uh, John Deloney, who was on the podcast, who wrote the book, Redefining Anxiety. Uh, yeah. He said, you know, he said, Jason, whenever the anxiety comes, he said, that's the smoke alarm. That's the signal that something. And so you got to find, you got like kind of what you said, you got to figure out, you got to dig to see what is, where's the smoke, where's the fire that's setting off the alarm. Did you find that going through the process you went through, you learned some tools and some habits that now, even aside from the anxiety, you now better understand how to manage this crazy thing we call a body in this CPU that's the brain. How has that, and, and what are some of those techniques that you have now evolved through having, having to focus on it to get the acute care that you needed to overcome the anxiety, but now, Anxiety and panic attacks aside, these are things that you just do because you know, oh my gosh, you're, you're now aware of things that a lot of people, which blows my mind, man. It, it almost frustrates me. But again, it goes back to what you and I were saying earlier is that I want to help people understand there's so many levers you can pull on the human yeah. body and in the mind. Yeah. Did that help you get more in tune with that and that you've carried through now that you've got that kind of, I guess, under control and that's, but you're still using some of those tools and tactics that started as a cure but now are maintenance and what are some of those things yeah there's no question um you know i think that the word that comes to mind more than anything in my life and and where i've been over the last uh seven to ten years and specifically in the last five is balance um i handling my anxiety has really allowed me to have such a an incredible balance just in life in general um you know making sure that you know we have a a, a business a large business in Texas, right? And people come up to me all the time and they say, hey, are you, uh, I'm just checking on you. Are you okay? You know, how, how things going? I mean, I just like, how do you do it? You've got four boys at home. You've got two kids with autism. you got your wife. You've got the, you know, you got a business. I mean, how are you not just melting down free? And it's, it really is so much about balance. And, and what I've learned with the anxiety is that, you know, your, your anxiety or your panic attack, or it doesn't have to be a full-blown panic attack, just feeling that anxiousness is because your cup is is running over, right? And so mentally, uh, every day, I think about my life in, in that form. I think about where is the cup, right? Where, where is that line right now? And how close am I to the top of that lid, 
right? I visualize that because that anxiety is when it bubbles over. And what is it that I can continue to do to lower that level in that cup? And for me, that is making sure that I am making time with Misty and the kids, making sure that I'm making time to reach out to mom and dad and my brother, making time for myself, getting my workouts in, uh, doing those, you know, little trips when we can to get away and decompress. Um, all the things where before I was so driven about work, it was always work, money, work, money. How do I make that next check? How do I make some net? You know, I want more, I want more, I want more. And the more with dealing with anxiety has now come from what I'm getting through the kids, my family, what I'm getting through the people who I help in the stores that I can see we're changing their lives. Those are the things that are actually lessening the level of my cup. And so I'm just focused so much more on those things versus the money aspect of it. And it, it really makes a, a big difference. I love that. Now, you are a CEO, you're running a, a, a large business and kind of you, and measuring that cup and managing that cup to make sure that it doesn't bubble over. Take me through some of the strategies and tell this audience some of those, I hate to use the word hack, but for lack of a better word, those, those life hacks that you deploy to make sure yep. that you are keeping things in balance, keeping the, the, the train running on time without overheating. What are some of those practices you put in play? Every, and, and all the way to like, take us through the typical day. What, what do your workouts look like? When are they? Do you meditate? What kind of, what, what does that look like? How are you keeping that balance? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the first thing, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think the first thing, um, family. So I was supposed to be a doctor, a lawyer, probably not just the CEO of this company, but, um, didn't like blood very much. So that wasn't going to work out. Right. Um, but I'll tell you, um, in the, in, in the Jewish tradition, and I'm not a, a super religious person, I would say I'm a spiritual person for sure. Um, I believe in, you know, in energies and a lot of things that are out there that make a, a lot of sense to me. Okay. Um, but but I will say there's something that has stuck with me in in our in our Jewish faith and along for a long time and everybody you know can benefit from this and that is uh, those are words that uh, in Hebrew is modi ani okay modi ani is basically you telling God that you're thankful that He gave your spirit back to you which is why you woke up okay so you go to sleep at night He takes your spirit. You get well rested. He gives it back to you if he chooses and you move along your day. And so every morning I wake up, um, I say modi ani and I literally think to myself, wow, like, and I really do every morning I go, cool. I'm here again. My eyes are open again. You know, we all have our shit days. It happens, right? It, it happens, but I'm going to make the best of it today. Okay. And, and that is literally how I start every single morning, just as far as a mindset, because I think it's really important to be extremely gracious of the fact that we wake up in the morning. Agreed. I think for granted and not until we lose somebody that we know, or you hear a story, that's when all of a sudden for the next week you go, Oh my gosh, life's so short. And you say all these things and then you're right back to the same thing again. Right. Right. Abby Wright or the goose. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I guess my phone wasn't on. Hey, yeah. 
Good. Just saying, Craig, I'm literally right in the middle of a podcast. Uh, so everyone, Abby has called during the middle of the Jason Wright show. Apparently, the Do Not Disturb does not work on my phone. So I'll call you back, sweetheart. I love you. Bye. All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and just yeah, the, the little the little moon for Do Not Disturb. Uh -huh. It means absolutely nothing. I'll cut. It doesn't. Maybe it's because I keep my children and my wife. They, I, I think I do have a setting where they can they can break through anytime. So I apologize <laughs> that for Craig. To you, they are the they are they are the most important, right? And they're a lot more important than me. That's for sure. So I think that I think that's great. But I love um, the but, lesson that you're teaching right now. I, I just think that's I think that's really important, and that's something that I really focus on a lot. And um, uh, it just gets it gets the day it gets the day started right. Um, as far as, you know, exercise is concerned, and I will say to you too, before I get an exercise, you know, that is part of, that is part of my, um, sort of meditating or, uh, spiritual connection, right. Is just having that few minutes in the morning where I wake up and I'm able to say, man, I'm here again, Modiani. It's great. Um, wow, this is awesome. I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to make, I'm going to make the best of it because there, there are tons of people, as we all know, that aren't here anymore that don't get to be here anymore you know one of one of a, a close friend of mine um uh, alex glogal he's a top orthopedic surgeon here in plano just passed away uh, february 9th and it, it doesn't make sense in my head it's it is a guy i've known for 20 years great guy very successful you know orthopedic surgeon i mean and all of a sudden boom gone I can't pick up the phone. I don't get to call him anymore and shoot the breeze with him. I, I don't get to go visit him at the house. And, you know, I don't get to go hang out at his pool anymore. I, it's gone. It's over. I, I don't get to do any of that. If I told you how many times he used to come visit me at the store that I ran growing up as a kid just to hang out. I mean, incredible, right? He is gone. I no longer get to talk to him anymore, right? You know, and so we just have to be so thankful of every single moment that we have here. And so I focus on that. I really believe that's a big part of starting my day off, right? Getting things going. Um, and, and man, after that, working out, as I said, is like brushing my teeth. I, I, I don't go any days except for on the weekend. So I'm five days a week, regularly, every single week. And that's whether I'm staying at a hotel because I'm traveling or, um, you know, whether I'm at the house or I like to change things up, but I will get some form of a workout in five days a week. And that might be the gym at my house, um, which I'm fortunate enough to have access to that equipment. Right. Um, it might be, <laughs> I'd it say it's gotta be pretty tricked out. <laughs> it's pretty good. Nice. So I, I was, I'm very fortunate for that. Um, I, um, it, it might be camp gladiator, which is like an outdoor boot camp that they do. I, I, I go do that sometimes. Um, you know, it might just be a run, you know, get up, go, go run in the neighborhood, I, you know, but, but every day I do something and I will tell you, it's, it's, it's incredible for, for people who work out pretty consistently. I think they'll all share the same thing. And that is that on the days you work out, everything just flows so well, you're so succinct. And on the days you don't, it just doesn't work out that way. Right. Did not agree. More. So getting that feeling in. Yeah. So getting that feeling, um, I love the feeling of, of how you feel an hour after you work out. Uh, but what it does for me mentally um, I really think it's just a big way of, uh, of, of clearing down that cup. And, and here's the thing, and I know this, um, there are going to be things that you have to deal with in life, obviously, that are uh, 
um, that are very difficult, right? Losing somebody, uh, losing an aunt, you know, big things that you have to do when I had to find out, okay, my twins, we deal a lot big that we have to deal with. What's not a big real life thing that you have to deal with is me coming to the office and finding out that a shipment came and damaged. Me coming to the office and finding out that one of the guys opened the store late. And so now I have to get my regionals to write them up. You know, a customer's upset about something, right? Those are all things we can handle. We can deal with it. It's no big deal. And I will not get stressed out about any of those little things. The things that stress me out are the big things. And so I just think we have to appreciate every single day that, man, I got through the day. I got my workout in. Misty and the kids are great, right? Nothing bad happened. It's all good. We're in bed asleep tonight. And man, let's just be thankful for it, you know? And I think if you can do that, you keep your cup down. And unfortunately, you're going to deal with some stuff that's going to come down the pipe. We all do. And when that happens, you'll have the bandwidth to deal with it. So what are some of those? Because I guarantee you there's some, there's people listening to this and they're going, wow, Craig, I, I, I aspire to one day get to where you are in dealing with my stress, my anxiety. I wish so badly that when my employees don't show up on time, I could be a little more chill about it, but they, they just go, I can't, I, I can't even get my brain around that. Yeah. So with regard to yeah, getting the workout and I get it, man, I'm the same way. And it's kind of, for me, what I have to work on, I think I'm getting a little better is when the counter happens. If for some reason, like I'm, it would, probably only be because I'm traveling and yeah. I am trying to prioritize family versus going, no guys, we don't do anything till dad does his quiet time meditation, five Tibetan yeah. rites and a workout of some kind. And then we can get, then we can go to Central Park and, and walk through, you know, it's like, right. so I, I, and, and, and I do, I'm trying to get better at not letting the rest of the day be ruined because I missed my, I have a very strict routine I follow. What, what are some things that you do that you getting there? I mean, you realize, I mean, there, do you still, do you still go to counseling? Do you do meditation or has it just, are you just able to, well, I, I think one of the things that you've obviously said is a form of practicing gratitude, which is something I tell anyone who will listen is if you will start your day with some form of gratitude, it is impossible to be grateful and depressed simultaneously. One can follow directly after the other, but they can't happen at the same time. So what are some things that some people can start to do right now? Is it get professional help and go sort it out? Are there books that you recommend? Is there breath work that you recommend? What are some of those things that you continue to do in addition to the uh, the working out for the maintenance phase of keeping your anxiety at bay? Yeah, I think um... – you know, those are good questions because obviously over the years, um, I've kind of uh, increased the size of that quiver, right? With, with all the arrows. Sure. Absolutely. And now it's uh, a lot of it happens, I think, uh, subconsciously uh, in a lot of ways. And I'm grateful for that. Um, but, you know, I think that you know, depending on where people are at as far as just the level, um, I would definitely say that if somebody's dealing with full-blown panic attacks, um, then that trying to find a, uh, a good therapist is a good way to go. Um, it's not that 
psychiatrists are not needed, but because they are needed, there's no question. But I would definitely try to focus on more of the cognitive behavioral therapy type of things versus just jumping right into a psychiatrist and having them put you on medicine. Um, because that is what will happen. I, I, I know for a fact, as it happened to me, um, if you deal with the cognitive side of things, um, you know, some, there's, there's a, there's a gentleman, um, who, who I've seen, uh, for a long time and, you know, and I'm happy to share that information with you, or if you ever wanted to post it on there, I'm happy to do that. But, you know, he was the one person that I saw that finally was a therapist. And we dealt with so much of that cognitive therapy versus dealing with the medicine side of things. And so that made a really, really big difference. Um, the other thing too, is that, oh, excuse me one sec. Can you, can I kind of give me a second, please? Okay, I'll, I'll deal with it. The business doesn't stop just because you're on a podcast, does it, brother? Oh, hey, that's right. Yeah, this has got to do. Thanks, dude. Um, but, you know, so I think that's a big, I think that's a big deal. Um, I think dealing with that side of it, I think makes a huge difference. And, you know, I definitely think, again, um, the exercise is something that people just, you know, have to focus on. Um, you know, the other thing is that when I try to think about, you know, when you said you, you, you get, you know, somebody who does something wrong in your business or you want to reprimand them and how do you deal with that? You know, I, I think one of the things that I've really learned uh, is to slow down before I respond to any situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, whether it's a text message, whether it's an email, uh, there's so much tone that people read incorrectly in these emails. It's just horrible. And as a business owner, I can just say that taking a step back and really taking the time, assessing the situation, if it's something that's really intense, you know, give it till the next morning because you will feel different about it. Right. Uh, that's helped me a lot, not just flying off the handle because some person, you know, somebody's done something incorrectly, but really just saying, okay, what's really happened here and, and how should I respond? And I need to respond in a way that um, is a, is a professional way that hopefully can not only help my organization, but can also help them. Right. I so that I can. That. The moment. I love that. Victor Frankel, who is one of my heroes who wrote man's search for meaning. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes that he ever that he made was between action and reaction is space they are, and and you get to determine the size of that space right and it's managing that space between action and reaction because and i was that just i was a reactor for so many years and still fail miserably at times would i get a text or an email you know someone says something to slight me but if you could just stop breathe and assess it it that I, I could not agree more you you brought up something there that i i'm so glad you did talking about the therapist that helped you walk through it because you know physicians and again this is not to bash physicians but they just the nature of the time that they have it is to generally diagnose prescribe diagnose prescribe and even if they try to tell you hey i'm not going to give you any medicine you just need to stop you know crushing mcdonald's five times a week don't do that and then right. we'll, that might help your hyper hypertension they don't have the time to walk alongside you 
after yep. you leave the office, the opportunity cost of that for them aren't existent. So to have a coach or someone that can help walk you through that, a therapist, a nutritionist, and then as part of that mix, let the exercise and the training become the prescription, if you will, and then come into my fitness store. And yep. that's, that's where I want to, that was my amazing little segue from the doctor's office to the yeah. myfitnessstore.com to talk about what, yeah. <laughs> what you guys actually are doing, who's your target client. And then I want to know as a consumer of now, I keep a pretty minimalist gym. I mean, I've got a concept two rower. I've got a Peloton. I do have the dumbbells and kettlebells and a, and a, a chin up bar, you know, met I me. Mean, mine looks pretty sparse. Um, but I told you I want an aerodyne bike. I want to know kind of some of the coolest things that you guys have and who your, your, your target customer is. I mean, I think I texted you the other day that, uh, I've got a professional athlete, uh, professional baseball player that may be retiring. And he, he, I was over at his house the other day and he's like, man, I need your advice. I'm about to, uh, this, and he showed me the space. He said, I'm, this is going to be my home gym. And it's just, well, it's got all of his kids toys in it right now. And yeah. I was like, Oh, I know just the guy. So talk about myfitness.com, what it yeah. is and, and just kind of who, who is your target customer? And then let's talk about what kind of that just getting started. You know, if you come in, I don't know what to do. I'm sick of the gym, but COVID yeah. scares me. So I wanted to set it up. I've come to my fitness store. What can you do for me? Yeah. So I think it's, you know, it's really interesting um, how it evolved uh, for, you know, for many years, there were several different chains owned by different families across Texas. And so we were able to put all those chains under one umbrella. So a lot of people are uh, familiar with the name Busybody, uh, Fitness in Motion, Fitness Headquarters, uh, Fitness Unlimited in Houston. And so what we did is we took all those, put them under one umbrella. And so now you have myfitnessstore.com, right? And so the idea behind that was so that people could really try to, you know, grasp right out of the gates. They, they know what this place is, right? MyFitnessStore.com. They know what it is. They also can go to the website and, and see what it is. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, we are really good at taking a client who wants to do anything from a little garage gym right? With a couple of pieces, maybe it's just a bench and some power blocks, you know, those adjustable dumbbells. We sell, we sell a ton of those, you have five to 50 pounds and they're like wrapped up in a small little yep. space. Um, you know, we could take you from doing something like that all the way up to designing a whole space for you. So one thing that, that we're really good at because the 10 year of these employees is, is crazy. I mean, 15, 20, 25, I've got a guy who's worked with us for 32 years. Who's here before I was here. Um, so they've been in the business a long time, but we will design the space, right? So you literally give us a space and go, Hey, I've got this room. It's 15 by 18. You know, my kid just went to college, you know, and, and, and I, and I want to do this. And we come in with our software and we literally show you this is what it's going to look like. We just put rubber flooring in the room. Right. We can show you where all the machines are going to go. We can show you the spatial arrangements. And literally you will look at exactly to a T what your room is going to feel and look like as you walk through it. Right. So we do that a lot for people they say hey oh, cool. here's sign the room for me what do you think i need and you know obviously we got to figure out you know what are your goals what do you guys like to do and then we just design the most awesome epic workout room my goal is always for you to walk in that room and go man i love being here like the energy in yeah. here is incredible i can't wait to just go in there and crush a workout and that might come from 
putting certain mirrors in the room. It might come from doing something with a ceiling fan. It might do you know something with entertainment on the walls. It might even be something we just did for a guy the other day, which was just inspirational stuff that went around the border uh, at the top of his wall. So we do a lot of things like that. But designing these rooms from start to finish is a big, big part of our process. And it's where we do a lot of our business. Um, however, it's also to help people that just want to come in and grab a pair of stretch tubes, right? You can take stretch tubes, throw them in your luggage. And when you're in the hotel, I can make you cry for your mommy with a pair of stretch tubes. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, man. I, I'm, I'm a member of, I, I just started trying out over the last couple of months, the ladder app and Ben Greenfield, yep. his balance tip, cause I'm a big green, Ben Greenfield fan. He does a lot yeah. of band work and I'd never done band work. And that's what I took with me to Boulder and uh brother let me tell you something it you're absolutely right it you can do all you want with some with some bands dude you really can and, and the cool thing now is that there there are so many apps out there now that we can show our customers right download this app download that up take these bands take that and just get that workout in right and even if like you said you were in boulder you know i mean you can get a 20-minute workout in that just makes you feel great absolutely and, and Go go amongst your uh, along your day. I mean, you know that that's all you need. There was a really cool thing I read the other day. Uh, this was really neat, and I saw it posted, and I can't remember where. Um, it said that ten minutes of exercise a day would save over a hundred thousand lives a year. I believe it. I so okay. I, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna support that uh, with this. So Peter Atia was on Joe Rogan's podcast a while back, and he said, of all of the causes, of, of all the things you can do to prevent mortality of any kind, we're talking car wrecks, drug overdose, suicide, all of it, the thing that will reduce any form of mortality at a 5X clip, regular exercise. Nothing. That's what he said. He said, as a physician, he said, I cannot prescribe anything to you that will give you a five X, you know, chance of not dying, but exercise will do that. And so, yeah, I believe it, man. And that's one of the things why, when I see people not that you you see them walking around and you know they're riddled with inflammation, they're probably yeah. borderline, if not full blown type two diabetic. Yeah, uh, and and you go. Do you realize how much better you could feel, how much longer you could live? And here's the thing too, Craig, whether we like it or not, whether we're, whether we're ready to go ahead and go to the next phase, uh, wherever you, someone believes that that is, we're going to probably live longer. And I, I plan to live to at least 100, but I want to be still crushing my workouts. I don't want to be slumped over on a cane, you know? And so you're right in what you mentioned, too. I want, I want to ring home to this audience because I'm so glad you brought it up. I used to be that guy that if all I have is 10 or 20 minutes, eh, I'm not even going to do that. It's not even worth doing it. That is absolute bull crap. If you've only got 10 minutes, I can make you, like you said, I can make you cry for your mom in two minutes. You know, yeah, just, yeah. just like Jocko Willink once said, he said, hey, I tell you what, you say you don't have time, you're in a hotel, give me two minutes of burpees nonstop and then tell me if you can't get your heart rate up in two minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and so I have just finally reached this point where I realize you don't have to do some soul-crushing workout that you can actually uh, do 
a 10 minute hit workout and just really go and just when you start to understand the benefit of that and also there is benefit to not doing such like i used to think man i've got to crush a thousand calories every morning before i even get started well, little did i realize uh joel green who's one of my uh fitness mentors he said you know look he said your body's like a set of tires you've only got so many miles on it and you've got to use them as efficiently as possible and me going down to my garage and burning a thousand calories uh, was not the best. It was not the best option. Now, yeah. one of the things I love, you mentioned that there's so many apps coming out, which I got to believe that only benefits you guys, because I love what's happening in fitness right now. I love having just what I need in my garage. I can, yep. com I can combine that. I had never, ever had a personal trainer, but the Peloton got me kind of into that, that like, okay, this is cool. I do like having someone coach yep. me along. Then you get the ladder app now that I subscribe to where it's all Ben Greenfield's workouts. You can go to all different teams and it's all yeah. at home. I love that. Um, I got to believe you see that growing even bigger. And it, are there any cool things tech wise or whatever that you see in the fitness space that you're really excited about? Yeah, well, I, you know, the, the big thing is the amount of interactive products that are out there now, like yeah. you were talking about. Right. Peloton put that on the map. There's no question. Right. Yeah. Um, and so what's, what's happened now, which is really cool, is that it's allowed other companies to start to compete in that little area. Yeah. So you have now like Echelon, uh, who is doing right a spin bike as well, a treadmill, a rower. Right. And a mirror. They all start to do this interactive stuff. And now you can see like Nordic Track does the same type of thing. Um, and Peloton does similar stuff. So you've got all these different people doing it. Um, I think. What the key is going to be is I think they're going to start coming up with product that becomes um, omni-channel platforms, okay? And so you're going to have products that come out that will allow you to go, hey, I'm going to have this product, but I'm going to log into the Apple app. I'm going to do the Peloton app. I'm going to do the Echelon app. I'm going to do whatever app I want to do because yep. I think that the, it's, it's, it's around the corner where people are still going to get tired of paying 39 bucks for that piece, 39 bucks for that piece, 39 for that third. It, it just doesn't, it just doesn't it make sense. And the same thing is going to happen in television right now. You're paying for Disney plus and Netflix and Hulu. Um, and there's already articles that I've read, uh, same type of thing that they are going to make it to where you're going to pay one fee and you're going to have access to all of these different apps instead of having to pay individually, that's going to happen. It's, and I think the same thing is going to happen in the fitness industry, but in general, the exciting part is so much of the product now is interactive. So an example is Matrix. Matrix is a is the, the top selling commercial brand in the world. So you see it in hotels, gyms, everywhere. Well, they have a whole retail line, which is all interactive. You've got 22 inch screens in front of you. You download their iFit app and you literally go to 55 different countries across oh. the world. You're all over the world. I mean, I was in Cape the other day on my treadmill going along the coast like wow. literally on the tread. And as the terrain changed, my trail went up, right? So cool. And then I'm learning about the town. It's the thing. So, you know, all of that has brought the space um, of, ex of, you know, sort of just getting out there and getting all of these vacations done while you're in the comfort of your own home. I had a customer um, who lives in my neighborhood come over to the house the other day. She wanted to see the treadmill. And I got her on this matrix tread. And she was like, I, th this, is this is insane. I mean, I cannot believe that I can literally go I want to go to Alaska and boom, I go do this, you know, cross country deal, or I want to, you know, run, you know, a, a 5k and all of a sudden you're in New York going through the city because people have 
taken the time to film all of this stuff in high definition. So whatever it takes people to commit, you know, for Misty, it was watching the Twilight series on Netflix on our treadmill. I mean, whatever, She's got a crush on, you know, on the, right. uh, the guy who plays Batman now. Right. right. Um, and so, you know, whatever it takes, right. If it's entertainment, great. Um, but what you said earlier about, you can literally get on and get a 10 minute workout in, um, man, something is definitely always better than nothing. Yep. Amen. There's- Could not agree more. Well, Craig, man, okay, this has been fantastic. And I really appreciate you spending so much time on your your uh, your journey through your own health and wellness. I think that's going to be a really, really great benefit of this of this show. And then, but I, before I leave you, I got to know, where can people find you? How can people support my fitness store? And, um, and anything I can do, brother, to return the favor? Like I said, I mean, I know I want, there's so many people within my circle I want to bring to you and see if we can, you know, if I can help and there's some synergies there. But where do people find you? How can we support you? So I think a couple things. I think um, the first thing is, um, I, you know, I would I would love to just send you um, some information. Uh, the therapist that I use for many years that you, know, you post, I'd be happy for you to do that. And and also uh, some of the things that I uh, for many 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 years, uh, which I still have, uh, carried with me. Um, uh, little things, little sayings, um, some real. Uh, data that people who are suffering from anxiety maybe could, um, you know, see where you post that and, and be able to use those things. So I'd love to share that with you and, and I'll get that over. Uh, um, as far as for our business, um, you know, um, you know, we've got the 23 stores uh, between Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. Um, if you go to myfitnessstore.com, You'll literally see all 23 locations. You'll see where we're at. Um, you can look at all the stuff on our website, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm you know looking forward to continuing to you know grow the business. And uh, we're the largest in Texas. The goal is to be the largest in the United States, right? So we're pushing. Uh, got a lot of work to do, but we're pumped about it. And I think we can reach a lot of people. We've got a lot of very smart people behind this organization, much smarter than myself, and uh, I think they're going to help take us to a level and reach a lot of people out there. But yeah, myfitnessstore.com. And um, there's a chat line on there too, if you guys have questions about things. And then, you know, eventually I really want to have a section of our website, you know, with mental health and wellness blogs um, and also some uh, articles, some uh, therapy, you know, tactics that people can use. You know, we're, we're working on that now and I'm looking forward to having that up on the website soon. Fantastic. Well, if you ever need a contributing writer, dude, I, I'm in. I'll, I would love to do that. I, I'd love to share some of the stuff that I'm I'm writing and researching and anything I can do to help you, man. And for the same reason we talked about before we got on, anything I can do to help my fellow man and get them to kind of understand where you and I are and we understand and appreciate this whole idea of taking care of who of, of ourselves and thus making us better out in the world. Uh, I'm in, brother, so I'm happy to help any way I can. That would be great, Jason. That would be awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate that. All right, man. Well, sit tight. I'm going to do a quick YouTube sign-off right now for those who are actually watching online. Hey, thanks so much for joining Craig and I here on the Jason Wright Show. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to the channel. Get some comments going. If you have any questions for Craig, post them in the comments. I'm always checking those. I'll get back to you as quick as I can. And with that, until we meet again, please continue to improve always in all ways. He's Craig. I'm Jason. And I'm out. Thanks so much.